you just have to be flexible because sometimes like, okay, well, I didn't really think I was going to be hiking the Kalab Canyon. I didn't, hadn't really heard of the Kalab Canyon. Yeah. It was a super beautiful place and I'm glad I went there. Uh, but that was just because, well, hit a roadblock here. Change plans. Yeah. And I think that's life too. I think there are times where you got to roll be, with it. A you got to roll with it a little bit. Right. I mean, it's really a beautiful place, but you know, you learn that, yeah, be flexible and uh, it's, it's not always perfect. Yeah. And, and I have highlighted 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And like that's what I see like in these rocks. To be fully submerged, to be fully covered in Christ, like true uh, beauty just shines through. And it's, it's so awesome to see. And that... I'm Bill McMinn. Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living, and we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm here with uh, Pastor Eric. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about it's really story time. Actually, we're just gonna. No, I'm excited no, well, for this. <laughs> I love well, this kind of stuff. I know it's well. We're gonna tell some stories from uh, experiencing nature, where God is. Obviously, if you look at natural theology, which is one branch of theology, mm-hmm. is what do you learn from nature? You learn God is powerful some from general his, revelation, type general stuff, revelation yeah. type stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at the stars of the sky, look yep. at God's handiwork. It's constantly talking. So when you get out there in nature, you definitely have a chance to be reminded of some different lessons. So yeah, absolutely. So I, I want to share one of, you know, I actually served in some national parks through a ministry organization right after college. So I spent six months in big bend national park, which no one's ever heard of. It's in right. Southwest Texas, right on the Texas-Mexico border. And then right after that, six months, I spent another five or six months in Glacier National Park up on the border of Canada. Right. So border to border, uh, two very different ecosystems, um, both on ministry I, um, organization. So I had a chance to... Uh, and how many months at each place did you stay? About six. Right. On so average. you spent a year mm-hmm. in national parks yeah. doing ministry there. Yeah. And I tell you what, man, it is the coolest thing to live where people literally from around the world vacation. Right. And to see things that other people could only dream of. Right. You know, you see a glimpse of, you know, if you're in a park, you're there for two, three, maybe a week max if you're in the same, if you're big into it. Right. But uh, other than that, Man, I've seen things. I've hiked trails that people, or you know, hiked off trail even that people just would dream of. Right. So I, it is amazing. I mean, seeing a tree like out in the sequoias, seeing a tree. A, tr- a tree. It was the biggest tree in the world. It's called General Sherman. So I guess they settled the park after the Civil War. So they because it all had silver, okay. Civil War and political names. Mm-hmm. So they had uh, General Grant was one tree, second biggest okay. tree in the world. But the biggest tree in the world. Some of these trees that they've actually either fallen down or maybe they took down whatever. I mean, they're over 2,000 years old, over 3,000 years old. Some of these trees would have been around close to the time when Moses was getting the Ten Commandments. Some My of little, these little trees, saplings yeah, at right, that point, I'm some sure. Some of those trees predate Jesus Christ coming really? to the planet. Holy yes, cow. that's how old, that's how long they, they've been there. So then I sit around, I worry like, 
well, what did they catch fire? It's just smoke everywhere, you know, and out in the, especially out in California, mm-hmm. wherever we oh, were, yeah. we saw smoke because of all the, for, all the forest fires. Well, you, we saw a lot of signs of forest fires. Obviously, those trees aren't too worried because they've been there like 2,000 years and they haven't gone anywhere yet. And they're, they're not they've going to go. They've seen a lot go. of fires they've, in their they, day, I'm sure. There's plenty of trees with burn marks, but just the way those trees are created, uh, they last. Man. So it's, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty humbling. I think that one thing I noticed is just how small I am because you get out there, mm-hmm. uh, the distance between the parks, we drove 2,300 miles to get the seven national parks. Wow. We were, we hiked miles in it. I think you have to get out and experience. I'm one of those people where don't just stop at the tourist place. Like mm-hmm. go walk in it, like experience oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. Go down part of the Grand Canyon and walk back up it. Experience, even if you don't go all the way to the bottom of it, experience part of it, walk a rim trail, even if it's only a mile of a yeah. rim trail walk part of it so that you can kind of experience it and get an actual feel for where it is. But I was reminded of the verse where it says that, you know, who is man that you're mindful of him yet God cares for us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm really small man compared to this and compared to how big and how vast these parks are. And this is part of one country in a bigger world and a bigger universe. And I'm, I'm just a little tiny part of it really. Oh yeah. That that's incredible. You know, someone, someone kind of made the argument to me one time they said national parks uh, being a protected hunk of land, like essentially untouched by man, essentially, right, would be like the last remaining remnants of the Garden of Eden in the sense of untouched. Right. Perfect as is, if you will. Right. And I, I have a hard time arguing that with the exception of like, you know, sure, there's a couple roads, a gift shop, that kind of thing. Other than that, massive hunks of land with just nothing right except there are the pests there now one of the hikes that we did we went to we're in sequoia and king's national park is right next to king's canyon yeah king's canyon national park right king's canyon is right next to sequoia national Mm -hmm. so and there's also the like a national forest in there between so it's kind of like some of the roads owned by you know, it would be run by Sequoia National gotcha. Park, some Kings Canyon, some just the National Forest. So somebody told me part of the road was shut down because the National Forest shut down, even though the, and one day because hmm. of all the smoke, even though the parks didn't, but you couldn't sure. get to the one okay. park since you needed the same road and they all gotcha. shared the one road. But anyway, we decided to go to uh, Road's End and hike in the Paradise Valley to Miss Falls, which was four and a half miles, and then to go up to Paradise Valley because I wanted to get a picture there, which we ended up pushing ourselves, and we did get it done. It was a two-hour drive one direction just to get from where we were staying in Sequoia National to Road's End because the roads are so – even though it might only be 30 miles, it's twist, turn, twist, turn, twist, turn. It's kind of crazy. But one thing that I think that you have to remind yourself too is no matter what you you think or or what you have to get out there and see what happens, it's not perfect. Like you get out, we get out in uh, Kings Canyon, and the first thing that happens to us is bugs just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't see really any in Sequoia, but we got there. There were huh. these gnats that I'm not saying they were as big as bumblebees, but they were bigger than your normal dads. And they were, they were like constantly in your face. So I get out of the car and I'm looking around. This lady has a, like a net over her. Like she looked like a beekeeper. And I'm like, that's goofy. Like that's really weird looking. Why would she be doing that? Like she can't handle it. Look at her. That's horrible. Next thing I know, the next 10, the next 10 people I see have the same net over their face Hmm. because all of them, no, there are bugs everywhere. So here you're out in pristine beauty. It doesn't make it perfect. I think that's like life a lot of times. You know, it's like, yeah, life is beautiful. It doesn't mean it's perfect. You oh, know, sure. sometimes there are gnats. Yeah. 
Sometimes, you know, there, there are gnats that happen. There are gnats in marriage. There are gnats in your family. There's gnats with people. There's gnats. It's just gnats sometimes. It doesn't mean it's not you beautiful. you want to swat. Yeah, I swallow quite a few bugs, by the way. Like, I swallow. A number of them did not make it after hiking? my hike. How fast were you hiking? Dude, you had to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, they were that heavy right on in. your face, man. <laughs> oh, they were yuck. like, that's, you practically had disgusting. a beard of gnats. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely ate some of them. You were glad when you got the higher elevation. They thin out in sunny spots. Okay. So, and then you'd, you'd encounter them. And Was it really, like, damp or, like, really in the woods, really dark? Not that I know of. It was pretty dry. No, huh. it, was, it was pretty spacious evergreen trees. But that, that was one of the things I wrote down. You were saying, hey, what are the things that you learned? I think some of the things I learned on the trip was just be flexible. Um, because like we go to hike the narrows on one day out in Zion national. Well, we didn't know we had to have shuttle passes like mm -hmm. to, at least a day ahead, if not really weeks ahead. Yeah. And so we, we weren't aware of that and we didn't really know anything about the private shuttles. And at that point in the day, we figured everything's probably booked. So we went and hiked a different part. We had to come back two okay. days later, actually. So we actually, we had a backtrack design to hike the narrows. You just have to be flexible because sometimes like, okay, well, I didn't really think I was going to be hiking the Kalab Canyon. I didn't, hadn't really heard of the Club Canyon. Yeah. It was a super beautiful place, and I'm glad I went there. Uh, but that was just because, well, hit a roadblock here, mm -hmm. change plans. Yeah. And I think that's life, too. I think there are times where you got to roll be, with it a little bit. You got to roll with it a little bit, right? I mean, it's really a beautiful place, but, you know, you learn that, yeah, be flexible, and uh, it's, it's not always perfect. Yeah, definitely. So you have multiple points that you... Well, I mean, to me, it's like, I, I think that... You know, you take what's around and use it even. Uh, we were there and there was smoke. I was, it was so disappointing. I mean, you first come in and you're driving in out of Las Vegas. We just stayed overnight. We drive out at like 530 in the morning. I see a sunrise in Nevada. So we pull off to a road. I don't even know if we were supposed to be on the road. It was in a little town called Gene, Nevada. I'm sure you've all never heard of it. Like I didn't. There's really not much there. And uh, we went on a road that went to a quarry. I think it was like five miles long. I saw one vehicle there. It was a cop. Um, I saw a lot of shotgun shells mm. along the side of the road. So I was wondering what the heck these people do there. Uh, <laughs> so this is where I'm, I'm going to take sunset pictures. Uh -huh. I'm like, if I, I don't want to kill anybody, but if I did, I want to throw a body. It might've been right there on that road because uh -huh, it was pretty yeah. desolate. So, but we watched the sunrise come up and, and we did that. And then we were driving into, we get into Southern California and we're on our way up to Sequoia or, wherever I was in California, maybe it wasn't Southern California. It could have been middle Northern, who knows, California. So we were, uh, we're driving through. You can't see much because there's so much smoke from those forest fires. Hmm. We drive into Sequoia that day, layers of smoke. We're up on Morro yeah. rock where you have one of the best overviews in the whole park. It'd be a great overview if it wasn't smoke filled. Yeah, sure. And it was a little disappointing, uh, to be honest. However, I'll say, I got some pretty mystifying looking pictures because of all that oh, yeah. smoke. Like some of the yellow, all the yellow haze, it looks like yellow clouds all over the mountains. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, they were beautiful pictures sure. that I was able to get because it was smoky. So sometimes you look at it and say, well, it's not what I want, but I'll take advantage of the smoke. Yeah. And I'll, I'll use that to my advantage to make a more mysterious looking photo. It's not what I thought I would find, but I'm going to take it and not use it. Not my ideal situation. Not, not my, my ideal, wishes right here. Right. Not my ideal situation, but I think that that's life too. Hmm. So yeah, as you're out there in the parks, you know, you, you come across certain situations where, okay, this is not ideal, but you know what? I can still use it in my advantage because I think that it's what you make it. Like for us, we push through a lot of things. 
but the trip is what you make it. You know, you can get yeah, soured right. and just like, well, Smokey, I'm going to hunker down in my room. We were hiking when it was unhealthy to hike. Well, we're here, you know, and we're mm-hmm. going to go out. We're going to make the most of it. And we're going to make the best of it of whatever situation that we encounter. Yeah, right. And I think that's just a, a positive way to look at your life. You know, whatever I encounter, I'm just going to use it for the best. Yeah, definitely. When I was in uh, Glacier National Park, uh, I I was working at the lodge, right? It was called Lake McDonald Lodge, right on the beach of Lake McDonald. Lake McDonald is a lake 10 miles long, beautiful lake. And actually, I was in my office. I did just a quick Google search of Glacier National Park, and I looked at the pictures, and they're all mountainous pictures, phenomenal pictures. But if you scroll through a little bit, you you see the pictures of the lake with the mountain on the horizon and these just phenomenal, just vibrant-colored rocks, these stones, these pebbles in the water. And my my biggest, like, takeaway, like, when you're on the beach – it's just a, a million dark, gray, dusty covered rock. They're just rocks. There's really nothing special. But when they are in the water, when you toss it in, that dust washes off. And then you have these just gorgeous red, yellow, marbled, brown, green rocks. And they're just so cool to look at. And my my spiritual like emphasis on it is that is like when you are covered in Christ, when you are serving, when you are using your gifts, and, and I have highlighted 2 Corinthians 5.17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. And like that's what I see like in these rocks. To be fully submerged, to be fully covered in Christ, like true uh, beauty just shines through and it's it's so awesome to see and that and that's that's kind of see with people too like i've known a lot of people before they accepted christ I and mean, some of them were fun to be around whatever but they weren't i don't know i suppose great people right but to see like their transformation now to see who they are submerged in christ with their new identity Oh man, it's awesome. Christ brings it out the best. Awesome you, right? to see that. Yeah. yeah. And that like that was my one of my biggest spiritual takeaways from from the time in, in Glacier. I tell you what, and that was just rewarding. I, I think back to that often. I look through my Instagram often. I'm like, man, to see God at work through that and just what we were talking about, opening up the general revelation of of, of how God has used those six months in my life. And right. I think back to it every day. Every day. Well, I see a lot of your posts come out. Actually, your your pictures still get shared at times, mm-hmm. like featured on national park pages. They yeah. still come back and find them. I mean, years later, and I see your uh, memories come up. You'll have memory from 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, whatever it is. I always enjoy it. There are great photos, you know, and beautiful places, you know, yeah, where you got definitely. to be. I think it's a blessing, too. You know, you realize, like, I... By I was out there ten days. I was by the end of it, looking forward to being back in flannel shirt weather. Um, it's pretty hot. Yeah, out right. where I was, uh, we landed in uh, Las Vegas. It was 114 degrees. Man, I've never been in weather that hot. It was like somebody's blowing a hair dryer right in your face because it was windy. And then it was cooler in different places. It would cool down at night and stuff. Uh, but I was looking at the temperatures in Ohio and saying, yeah. It's going to be 59 degrees. <laughs> I'm out to 100 degrees right now where I am, but I see on Saturday and Friday or Sunday, whatever it is, it's going to be 59. I'm looking forward to that. You know, oh, like man. I'm looking forward to cool temperatures because I was in heat for mm-hmm. so long. 
And it makes you appreciate, I think, where you live and you know, wherever you are, there's beauty. Yeah. And that you have to find it. I think that, you know, in natural theology, like I, the one thing I, I, I thought about as you go through the parks, how many people are really seeking God because nature is supposed to point you to God. Mm-hmm. And I'd wonder about it, you know, as I pass people, sometimes you wonder, like, how's God leading me? You know, I'm here. I'm seeing all this stuff. You know, how's he leading me? Is there someone who needs to be prayed for? You just want to be open to it. But I think appreciating just where you are, even though, yeah, we're, we don't have the cool mountains out west. I'm going to tell you guys something about it. Not many people live out there in some of these places where I was. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful to look Nothing. at. You can't live there. It's, not, it's just not a livable kind of place. And so <clears throat> I look at it and say, I'm glad for where I live. You know, I appreciate the things that God has given to me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have, you know, all that big grandeur. Yeah, you know, I, sure. I, I love it. I love the beauty that I see here. Yeah. But you, but I also look for it all the time. Like I'm a person who I'm always looking for what's beautiful. I'm looking for something that's unique. I'm looking for something special. I'm not, I didn't come into Nashville County and think, and, and have the attitude that some people have, they'll call it trash tabula, right? I, that was never my attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I will never rip on a place where I live. To me, yeah. that's like going to the bathroom on your own floor. You know, right. why would I do that? You right. know what I'm saying? I'm not going to rip on where I live. I'm going to look at the beauty because one thing I love about out here, we do have some elbow room. Mm-hmm. We're not all living on top of each other for the most part. Uh, there's parks all over. I mean, we have Girdle Road. We have uh, the lake. We have uh, Chapin Forest Reservation. You've got... Uh, oh, there's tons of exploring to do out here, nonetheless. Right. I mean, you have so many great parks that are... They're not... And then you have Cuyahoga National, mm-hmm. which is oh, a yeah. national park. and that, a that's national park an hour away. In our, right. So, I mean, that's, that's a beautiful place. So, I, I just look at it and say you always have to look for the beauty and see the positives in whatever, you know, you kind of get handed in life. Yeah, absolutely. It's why I ride my bike so much i get i get to be outside you know that's time by myself time to pray time to get some fresh air get my own exercise and, right. and just see some stuff right i think another lesson though that you learn when you're out there is just be prepared mm-hmm. because you have to have like i ordered a bottle of like a water bottle that had a filter in it it was pretty expensive i mean by the time i got it shipped to me it was 100 bucks but you can take water anywhere in the world and fill it up, and it'll filter it to make it drinkable. Okay, yeah. So not salt water, but okay. I'm saying any fresh water. And you go to take out all the bacteria and all the stuff that's bad for you, mm-hmm. and it'll make it drinkable. And I always had that full. Now, I never, I thought a couple hikes I was going to have to go find a stream because I was oh, really yeah. close to being out of water. But we were at least prepared enough that we took enough water with us that we never ran out on any hike and never allowed ourselves to get dehydrated. But that's something you have to think ahead of time before you go out. Like, we'd have to think about, do we have a map in our pocket? Right. Like, do we know? You got to talk to people, too, along the way to kind of like, I only took hiking shoes with me. Uh, We knew we were going to go to the Narrows, which was hiking through a river. Jerry and I both brought our water shoes. I was amazed at how many people were hiking into the narrows and normal hiking shoes and sneakers. Hmm. I'm like, do you guys not know what yeah. you're about to hike into? Like, do you have you no gotta, idea? You have to you look have, into it. Right. You, Count the they, cost. They seemed like they were completely ill-prepared for the hike they were. And about. some people are. Right. They Let were. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, because you lived out there. I think that, you know, yeah, you, you want to go have fun and you want to experience life, but you got to be prepared for the different things that you're going to face. I think spiritually prepared. I think, you know, you shouldn't be doing stuff without praying about it first. You know, you got to think about it. Hey, if I'm going to go do something for the Lord, I need to be praying about that. I need to seek his counsel. I I need to prepare myself for what I'm about to do. So I thought even though we planned the trip 
actually a couple weeks in advance, we were very prepared. You know, we knew where we were going to go. We had all, all, the, all the rooms reserved. We had maps in case, you know, our navigation went out. We had real yeah. maps, you know, so that we would know exactly where we were going. Mm-hmm. We had apps on our phone, you know, all the things that we felt that we would need for that trip. It's important to do your homework. Except the bug net. That's one thing we didn't. My wife said, I will never hike that area without wearing that <laughs> over my face, no matter how dorky it looks. She said, I'm wearing that because those bugs yeah. were... Right. They were aggressive. You know what I'm saying? And they were more annoying than anything, actually. But be prepared. Yeah, definitely. Count the costs. Look ahead at, at things. And it's... I'll tell you what. It, it is nice to do it on your own to experience that kind of thing. But it is way better with people. It is. It is way better with people around it, you. It is. I notice a lot of people... I was actually kind of sad about it. And you kind of explained it to me a little bit. Like, you were working the park. So, there were times you were walking alone. I was shocked by how many people Mm -hmm. I saw both men and women hiking all by themselves. And I wondered, is this where we're going in our society? Is this where we're getting to where people are just that alone that they're just hiking by themselves? Now, maybe some people enjoy the solitude. They just want to get out there and enjoy it. But I, I wouldn't want to do it alone. Yeah, I wouldn't. And in fact, I wouldn't do it alone. If I was even if I wasn't married, I'd go out with a group of people. I'd talk my buddies or something into going with me so that you would have people to go mm-hmm. with just in case something happened. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's not good to be alone. So I would say, you know, keep working on your friendships too and your relationships. I think that, you know, having people to be with, in, with you in life makes life better. Absolutely. We're meant to be in community. Absolutely. So anyway, hey, just some lessons from being out there. I mean, those are some things my takeaways from being out in seven national parks, which was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. I look forward to hitting Yosemite someday. Yeah. All my vacations, I will do my hardest to get to one national park at least. Do it. So um, keep working. So far, so good. Yeah, and it's not that hard. It's actually uh, a lot of times, too, people feel like it's overwhelming. My wife felt it was like overwhelming when I first told her Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. It really just took down sitting down for a few hours and figuring it out. It's It's pretty accessible. Apps, maps. It, yeah, you can do it all. It's not Pinterest. as hard, right? A lot of times, you know, we we get. I think for me, I was held up by years because it seems so far away. It seems so impossible yeah. to really get out there. Till with COVID and everything going on, I never planned all the vacations I planned. I couldn't really do the normal ones. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. just go out west. Let's just. You always talk yeah. about it. You're still healthy enough to do it. My dad had cancer at my age right now, uh, so I'm looking. I'm like, Bill, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You've got the health right now to do these hikes. you got the health to do it now. So, yeah, I just did it. But I think it's not as hard. Some of the things we look at, like we make it like it's a big deal and it's mm-hmm. super hard. It's not as hard as we think. It's just a matter of getting started. So even for you, just making that plan that, hey, it's what yeah, I'm going to do. Save up the money for whatever you're going to need and make it happen. Hope you enjoyed listening to this. You all have a great and blessed week.